0: Welcome back to another episode of Key Binds, the official podcast of Trample Gaming. I'm joined, as always, by Pinch and Tricera Squats. We're going to be covering a variety of stories today. I'm, I'm chuckling because the first one we're covering is a leftover from last week. Uh, so I promised a wacky story last week. I'm delivering it, actually, this week. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, which by the time this releases, will Be out in the wild. Uh, We're going to be talking about Stadia, of course, can't go a week without that, and their new integration with YouTube. Makes sense. Uh, And then also, who's going to be playing Snake in the upcoming Metal Gear movies? We've got it all right here. So let's go ahead and kick it off with this wacky story (laughs) that uh, we were going to cover this last week, didn't have time to, so we're covering it now. Basically, there's been this revolution on YouTube, and it started, I would say, I don't know, I guess in the spring, maybe the summer. I I sort of remember catching wind of this like in August, September. And what I'm talking about is VTubers. And so VTubers, if you're unaware, are kind of like these, the virtual anime style avatars that sing and rap and dance and you know do all different kinds of things play games as well stream live for their fans uh, and do some creative stuff and are run by you know people who are quite talented like they run these channels they're 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 talented they have the ability to make uh, pretty incredible content but they do it through this kind of lens of um vtuber you know like uh, having this this sort of digital avatar represent them. So uh, I just wanted to cover this because anonymity is so interesting online, especially in the gaming space, as well as uh, what we've seen on, on Twitch, obviously in our own personal experiences with anonymity on the internet. So uh, I just want to kind of throw it out there and, you know, how do y'all feel about VTubers? Are y'all aware of this? Is this something that uh, uh, has caught your attention this year?
1: Uh, so, I didn't know they really existed until we we uh, kind of did our pre-podcast um, conversation that we normally do uh, last week. And I am kind of blown away by the fact that, you know, like, anime waifu avatars are a thing on the internet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course they're a thing, like, everybody... Everybody knows that one friend or has that one friend who's, like, all about the anime waifus. But for them to be, like, your average game streamer or, you know, content creator and make money off of it, kind of, like, for me is a little cringy. <laughs> like, personally, I think it's it's weird for me. I can't wrap my head around it, but I can't really knock the hustle either. Because, like, if you're some, some neckbeard in your mom's basement, you know, <laughs> running one of these... One of these like (laughs) anime avatars, and you're making money, dude! Like, good on you.
0: Well, I think that what is so interesting is that these creators do tend to not be kind of what you're describing, right? What we might kind of run into, or or what at least stereotypically we would think about when it would come to a channel like this. But some of these have, yeah, some of these content creators have broken the the million dollar mark uh, already. And there was a group that got formed called Hollow Live, which is. Uh, sort of this this English, you know, speaking wing and and of course this this came out of you know was really popular in, in South Korea and um, you know Asian general but um, yeah two two hollow live YouTuber or VTubers and this is according to a Polygon article that came out uh, back on November 30th go check it out because just read this whole thing it's crazy uh, so uh, but yeah two of them have broken the million dollar mark off of just tips alone. Um, which is, t- to me, is is just crazy. But we live in this era of Patreon. We live in this uh, tip-based, donation-based, sub-based kind of content creation society that we, that we see. So I, I don't know. It doesn't totally shock me, but I, I think that the fact that it's taken, you know, the U.S. by storm is is kind of interesting. But yeah, this is. This is not what I, I would have expected, but what can you expect in 2020, right?
1: <laughs> Sarah, what are your I thoughts on this? Yeah, I
2: do it. That sounds like fun, to be honest with you.
0: Why do Why do you say that? I'm curious.
2: Just because I think um, being a girl on the internet is kind of hard. Yeah. To begin with, so it's like instead of somebody like judging you for what you look like, you know, because there's a lot of people out there like that. You know, they'll they'll comment on your gameplay or you know, whether you're one of those kinds of girl streamers or not, you know, they get more viewers and stuff. Like, I don't know, there's average people out there too, who don't get the love. So it's like, why not just make your own like personality, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I think there is also, (laughs) you know, it's tough. I, I, it's hard for me to see it from that angle. Right. I think just because I I, I'm a dude. I think part of it is that I think also because I I've just been streaming for so long and had my my face on cam and just whatever. I don't care if I look like trash or it doesn't matter. My head's shaved or, you know, if I'm looking insane or, you know, but but the fact that these creators have kind of crafted and perfected uh, this sort of method of, you know, creating art Doing live streaming, having an avatar represent them—I mean, I just think it's incredible. I—I'm I, saying this because I—I I don't completely understand what the appeal is. That's not to knock or disparage anybody who is, you know, enjoys this kind of content. Well, that's fine. Uh, but to me, it's like, wow, I—you know, this is this is just something new, and it's something that I don't quite understand. But I'm so interested in learning about because uh, I think it's just another way to you know, find an avenue to reach people. I mean, and again, if you're making a million dollars doing that, uh, uh, you know, how do you how do you knock that? It's just, you can't. It's it's just brilliant, right? So
1: it's really, it's really interesting that you brought up, um, you know, making art and having the avatar represent the creator, right? Because, you know, as as much as I joked at the beginning of this about, about, like, the whole anime waifu idea, um, it's still, like, for me, because i've had so many women in my life who are influential but also because a lot of my close friends who are male are very feminist that it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around an a, an avatar that is so blatantly representative of women objectification so like it's it's hard for me to like swallow that pill because i mean i i've I've tried my whole life not to objectify women. And if you know me, you know that like there are certain lines that I won't ever cross with my jokes, right? I'm, I'm crass. I'm kind of an asshole, but I will never cross certain lines, you know? True. sure. And sure. That's, that line is one of them. And for me, this is so far beyond that line that in American society, it's almost just like, why? But I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy.
2: No. no, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, that's a huge issue, you know? And and that's why I mentioned, you know, being a girl or a, a female on Twitch is hard enough already. I f- I think for the sake of, like, maybe safety, I, I wouldn't be, you know, upset if a female did it. But if a man did it, yeah, I think that would be, that would be feel really different to me.
0: There there's a <laughs> this has turned into a so much of a deeper discussion on this than I Deep thought Deep Talks <laughs> tonight, dude. Deep yeah. talks. Right? Yeah. I no I, no no. No, I I think this is good that we're exploring this. And of course, if you want to talk about any of these issues and more, head on over to our Discord, Discord.trample.gg because you know, we keep the conversations rolling weekly about all sorts of different topics. I mean, really, it sometimes gets a little out there, which is just fine, right? Because we keep it in a safe, fun uh, environment, and we approach it from, uh, you know, as best an angle as possible to cover kind of everything that we can. But this is kind of a good example of you know something that in 2020, again, never would have guessed that this would have been huge. And the fact that there's... You know, different branches of Hollow Live—one in the U.S., one in South Korea, one in China—and they have different collaborations. And and I just think that it's uh, it's just so strange. But we got to get to to Cyberpunk 2077 because by the time that you were listening to this, you probably have already played it or at least seen some gameplay. And the big concern was. What does this game actually look like? What is it going to play like on day one, uh, and is that day one patch going to kind of fix some of what people have been saying early on in some of these reviews, which we've been seeing is that it's a little bit buggy, right? So there are issues with, you know, floating weapons, according to Game Games Radar's uh, recent review here. Uh, so there's been a couple issues, right, with some of the review copies, but according to cd project red they are saying that it is a different game with the console update because of course that you know these people have been playing on like xbox one um so apparently everything is all good the game is out obviously we haven't had a chance to play it yet because it's not out by the time of this recording but I'm still excited. I'm ready to play this game. We've been waiting for ever and ever and ever and ever. Uh, What else can we say about Cyberpunk 2077 that has not already been covered? But uh, I'll leave it open. Who is pre-purchased it? Who is buying this? Who is playing this game day one? Uh, Go.
1: I'm literally on the Steam store right now. It's in my cart. I don't know if I'm going to (laughs) hit buy now. I want to... uh, Honestly, like, I so there's some sales going on on steam right now for the weekend um because we record on monday um and i have a twenty dollar gift card that was given to me by a good friend of mine dylan um also known as dynamic dylan aka retro raven aka or dynamic raven Raven. yeah (laughs) i feel like he's like i feel like he's one of the new age rappers with 100 names um but (laughs) (laughs) shout out to him I have literally been sitting on it. It's been burning a hole through my Steam wallet. And I don't honestly know if it's worth spending the full price on on Cyberpunk when one, I feel like the hype train ran out of fuel like six months ago. Um, two, all of the all of the Edgelord marketing has been so Edgelord Markety that it's kind of turned me off to on the game. And three, like, it's probably a game that I'll play, but, like, not right now. I don't know. It's just, I probably won't buy it. Not day one, anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a... That's valid. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I'm i certainly going to be playing it day one. I'm coming from a completely fresh perspective after having never played a Witcher game. So I have no idea. I mean, I know what to expect, but I don't really know kind of what the lineage is for this game that people are just so excited for in this kind of fresh intellectual property and Keanu Reeves, come on now. Who doesn't love Keanu? Sarah, are you playing this day one?
2: No, I agree with you on all of your points actually. And like I, I I don't know anything about it except it was delayed for a long time and Keanu. So I mean it looks fun. Like I've seen a little bit of, you know, play I guess and- commercials or like random like twitch ads or something so i don't know it looks fun um i agree though definitely not a day one for me Uh, i agree with pinch on that one just you know if it's glitchy i mean there's some games that i can stick with if they're glitchy in the you know first year or so valorant um but yeah i think it looks like a good game i'm interested to hear some feedback see what people think
1: yeah. Yeah. So, again, that's a really good point that you brought up, Sarah. Um, you brought up glitchy multiplayer game, right? So with Valorant and any multiplayer game, there's bound to be glitches. There's it just happens, right? But this is a game that was supposed to release in what? April? This is a game that we have been talking about since 2018. Mhm. This yeah. is a game where CD Project Red streamed the first hour or so of the game on twitch two years ago i remember that and (laughs) broke records (laughs) so for them to come out and say that there are glitches in this game after it's been pushed back from april to september to december during covid where they could have made an absolute killing in april when everyone was at home doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> I I just I feel like I feel like it's just not fair. You know, and it's not I don't know. I I don't I I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of no, sad that no. it's been it's been pushed back this far. I would have played yeah. it 6 months ago. Valid point.
0: Yeah, I think I mean I wonder how many other people have that same exact feeling. Um, yeah, you know for me I, I'm getting more into single player games at this stage right I would argue if it had come out in April I probably would not have bought it so that's kind of I'll just I'll say that as sort of being the contrarian here um, you know just because of me and what I've been playing recently but I think that part of the the problem is that yes it has taken forever to come out but you know And yes, there is a day one patch. So, you know, as soon as it comes out and drops, there's going to be a patch immediately that comes out and fixes a lot of the things that our, our, you know, reviewers are complaining about. But um, I'm just uh, while I'm very excited, while I've heard some some good things early about this game and it does seem cool. um, I definitely see some of the some of the issues that people have as well. Um, But I I'm still excited to play it. I think it's going to be a good game. Once I get my hands on it and have a chance to actually get you know, through at least a portion of it, I will come back. I will let y'all know uh what my at least early thoughts look like for it. But uh, I you know, I, I've been looking for a game to, <laughs> you know, have this kind of open world sort of next gen feel. The only thing I can think of recently that's come out was the new watchdog's Dogs uh, legions game that came out. But this is just different because it's been just in progress for so long, so either way, I'm I'm excited. Keep it right here. We'll we'll let you know how Cyberpunk turns out. Uh, I think we should move into some Valorant news because there's been some esports occurrings as of late. So, Sarah, can you kind of fill us in on what's going on? Of
2: course. Um, so on Saturday night, in a very sweaty three to one set hundred thieves became north america's very first valorant champs wow they beat tsm which is pretty insane i i think it very well could have gone to game five but things things luckily ended in the fourth game or the fourth match uh it was really like i i was stressed out just watching it um The very first match went into overtime, so they actually won $40,000, so split into five people. That's $8,000 a piece, which is a pretty nice chunk of change. Yeah, Uh, TSM took home uh, $20,000 as second-place winners. Uh, Sentinels and Envy will actually split the rest of the $10,000 that was in the $100,000 prize pool. So that's that's pretty intense. Um, A really, really, really good first official tournament. For Valorant. It was very exciting. Um Did you guys watch any of it? What do you think? Did you read about it later? Or did you watch any of like the opening matches, like the opening tournament? What uh what a qualifier. Did you watch any of the qualifier?
0: No. And I'm just kinda sad I missed some of it, but uh no, I did not really have a chance to to watch. I heard about obviously the finals and um, I think that's really <laughs> interesting that you just assumed TSM would win, or at least that was sort of my assumption, because uh, I still think that TSM is probably the best team in NA, but uh, to see 100 Thieves take that, that's that's pretty awesome. Congratulations to them. Valorant Esports rolls on. I mean, how do you feel about... Well, Pinch, I'll let you answer first. Go for it.
1: Uh, no, I didn't watch it. I, I wait to get all of my Valorant news from Sarah. <laughs> Wow. Because the moment it happens is the moment that I hear about it, so... Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of awesome. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. Well, Sarah, real quick, what do you think the presentation was like? How do you feel about how this could work in the future for kind of Riot-backed Valorant esports tournaments?
2: I think uh, the most interesting thing about the way they were um, at least... Viewed by the observers, they changed a lot, so it was almost um, not. It was easier to follow, I think. Um, previously in the tournament, they had I, I don't know. They kept switching the team colors, which was really confusing. And the only gripe I have with the whole tournament, to be honest with you, or the, like the the final, is that they took away like the kill confirm, like the the little icon that pops up on the players' view that shows that they got a kill. So that was like really hard to follow for me. I had to keep keep looking up in the right hand corner to see who had killed who. So that was a little frustrating. I think it has to do with like the the graphics of it. Like they just wanted to keep the observer graphics very basic. But otherwise, it was just a really really fun tournament to watch. The casting was fantastic. Um, I believe it was Valorant Esports NA uh, was the Twitch channel that it was on. You know, I've said it before. I'm not a huge fan of Hundred Thieves as a brand, but their Valorant team is one of my favorites. Uh, it was really fun to watch the younger kids of the team play with the older people, uh, like Hiko. Um, asana had some fantastic plays. Dicey had some insane op shots. I mean, he really rivaled Wardell. Uh, Wardell also did very very well. So it was very interesting to see all of that. Um, Hiko actually had the best KD Hmm. out of the final. So that's pretty impressive. I mean, for being 30 years old, I'm also 30. hang out with these old farts this whole time. (laughs) Um, So it's just very nice to see him have, you know, a well-deserved comeback and and to win the whole thing with his team. It was very impressive.
1: You know, sidebar, the more I hang out with younger people, the longer my lifespan becomes. Because I I get to just suck all of the youth from you. (laughs) I'm actually 600 years old like Keanu Reeves.
0: I I could believe
1: it. I
0: could believe it.
2: Yeah, or Paul Rudd.
1: Oh. Paul Rudd hasn't aged a single day since 1730.
2: Yeah, it's true.
0: Gosh, it's
1: crazy. I know, really... He
0: really has not aged. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Seriously. Clueless. Like go back and watch that.
1: He looks the same. It's so crazy. Yeah.
0: That, that movie is way old at this point. Anyways. Okay. Moving on. So pitch, I I want you to talk about uh, packs. This is something obviously you're very excited about. Uh, I think we're kind of excited about it too. So I love packs.
1: I love packs. They make amazing. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) <laughs> pax is uh if you guys don't know what pax is it's the penny arcade expo the penny arcade it used to be a or it still is a uh web comic and they've primarily talked about gaming and whatnot then they created this um expo this convention where basically gamers can come together and check out all of the new game stuff and over the recent years they have been bringing in names like twitch and facebook gaming and really big name games like i think in 2018 they they had a whole a whole spot in the convention for the spider-man game that was not yet released they did cyberpunk they have done um just all sorts of stuff right pax is absolutely huge in gaming convention well They couldn't do it in 2020 because, you know, COVID. But they recently tweeted that they are planning for uh, 2021 to do PAX East, PAX West, and PAX Unplugged. And that is actually really huge, uh, because their whole mentality of it is uh, optimism and Their whole motto is welcome home, right? When you, when you go to PAX, you just, you actually do feel, you feel so welcomed and it's, it's just awesome. Like I, I went the first time in 2018 to PAX West in Seattle and I had an absolute blast. Then I decided that I was going to go to PAX East and it was also just a ton of fun. I got to check out Boston and do all of that stuff as well. Um, so in 2021, their their scheduled slots are PAX East June 3rd through 6th uh, in Boston, of course, PAX West September 3rd through 6th in Seattle, and then PAX Unplugged December 10th through 12th in Philly. Um, they're trying to get the... Uh, pax australia up and going and i believe that they're going to do pax south in 2022 at least that's that's projected through uh through the convention organizers read pop uh and pax obviously so i'm super excited because i love i love conventions i love going to pax and uh admittedly i love spending money on bullshit that i don't need <laughs>
0: Well, that's half the beauty of conventions. I mean, when SmashCon comes around to the DC area, let me tell you what that uh, that wallet is fully open for that. But um, <laughs> I will say I'm I'm just excited to see conventions are planning out uh, what next year could look like. Of course, everything is pending COVID, right? But uh, this is a good sign, and I think that it's going to be a good sign for kind of the industry to rebound and. For people to just reconnect in in more personal ways, face to face, and I think that's really important. Uh, not not to say that you know TwitchCon this year, which was rebranded as GlitchCon, was well, it was cool, but there is just nothing like a real in person convention. And hopefully, we can be done with this COVID stuff and move on next year. Sarah, are you excited about? You know conventions, and are we thinking about going to
1: PAX? What's what's up there?
2: Oh heck yeah! It's, PAX it's West, already, yeah, it's Seattle. Done. We're doing it. Yep, we're gone.
1: I mean, <laughs> you, we were supposed to do Spartan this year, and that fell through yeah. because of COVID. So please come, please come to the West Coast because the West Coast is the best coast.
0: It's true. So you heard it here first. We're going to be going to PAX West.
1: Come what to are West. those dates again? September 3rd through 6th. I believe that is a... I want to say it's like Labor Day or something. Yeah, it makes what? sense. Yeah, it's a... Wait, what
2: date?
1: September 3rd through
2: 6th. Oh. Okay. Yeah, likely. Oh, shit, shit, we're not in Chicago.
0: Well, we'll figure it out. Either way, I want to go to PAX. I've never been, and it's a good chance to get out there, and this is... uh, it, It's just good. I'm glad that just glad that it's back that's all i think that's uh i think that's a good sign all right so i'm just going to kind of wrap this up stadia is now rolling out direct to youtube live streaming this is per 9 to 5 google go check out the article apparently if you are a stadia subscriber you can actually play your games and then you can stream them directly to youtube no software required kind of interesting uh how does it work? Well, <laughs> I have no idea. No, there's there's some screen caps on there. Again, go to 9 to googlecom if you are interested in more stadia news and, you know, kind of what's going on there. And finally, Oscar Isaac, who we all know as Poe Dameron from the new Star Wars movies. It has been confirmed by deadline that he will be playing... Solid Snake in a Metal Gear Solid adaptation that is in development by Sony Pictures. Now, this is very exciting for me. What can I say? An MGS film? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Just sign me up. I will be there on premiere night. Y'all excited about this? This is just, I love this. This is huge for me.
1: I'm stoked that Oscar yeah. Isaac is going to be Solid Snake. That's pretty cool. Like that's going right. to be really really good.
2: He's great.
0: He's going to kill it. It's going to be so good. Right? I'm I'm saying I think that this is for it, it, to me this kind of came out of nowhere. Okay? I was not even really like um I knew that there was a project in in kind of development, but I just assumed, you know, code kind of thrown that off track and uh, but it, the fact that it's like, yeah, we know who Salt Snake is going to be. woo boy. that And it is somebody who I think is just perfect for that role. I think he can just nail it. Um, but, you know, I think it's a, obviously a very different role for him. But I think he can. I don't know. I just think he'll be able to capture Salt Snake just just perfectly. I'm very excited for that. So we're going to wrap up. Episode 9 of Keybinds, as we always do, with what we've been listening to, what we've been watching, and what we've been playing. So I'll kick it off. What have I been listening to? Well, I've been listening to a band called To Kill Achilles, which is very good. Uh, Definitely enjoying some new music by them on the heavier side of things. Of course, new Hatebreed album dropped. It is fantastic. It is uh, kind of old-school elements of fantastic old kind of like hardcore and, and just it's what you would think of as a, as a hate album. It's just, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Check it out. And then a new uh, kind of rapper R&B artist, um, Moray, who I think is just spectacular. He is, I posted about him actually in discord last week. Um, I think that he's just so talented. He's attracted the attention of J Cole recently. He's got a couple songs on Spotify and Apple Music. Go check him out. M o r r a y is uh, is his name. So yeah, he's definitely. fire. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Pinch, what are you listening to?
1: Uh, so this week I listened to a a lot of rise and hold music. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would say at least six or seven hours of rise and hold music, um, and. Uh, I've just kind of been exploring the Spotify top top 100 songs from this past year, as well as the, uh, what do they call it? They call it the missed hits, the top songs from 2020 that I didn't listen to basically. So, uh, Hmm. those two things, those two things have been really good. Uh, Chelsea Grin was on there. Um, there was a lot of, like, there's Bush and Pucifer, and Mastodon Ooh. was also on there, so it was a... It, yeah, it was a pretty good... pretty good, uh... <laughs> a pretty good playlist, so that's that's basically what I've been listening to. Uh, what about you, Sarah?
2: So, I, I literally just thought about this. I always have such a hard time coming up with something, but I actually have a good one today. So, Grandson's album just dropped, and it's amazing. As like it should be, like it would be. Um, I've been listening to Grandson. I figured it out since 2017 when Blood Water came out. So good. Like, he's just, he's so great. I love him. I love, like, good alternative music. Um, the new stuff just makes me so happy. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm glad he seems to be having a lot of success. Happy him
0: yeah yeah it is good i've heard a couple songs off uh off of it uh dirty is one that comes to mind so uh go check that out because grandson is good alternative music
1: (laughs) okay
0: all right so now we're gonna be covering what we've been watching what have i been watching while i was uh kind of (laughs) stuck hanging out with my mom Say it's stuck, but um she recently had hip surgery. So we were hanging out at her house. I've been you know making sure that she's been recovering and doing all right. So we ended up watching actually a bunch of Bond movies, like all the recent Bond movies, kind of started with um Daniel Craig, uh so Casino Royale, and then uh Quantum of Solace, and then we watched Skyfall. I had never seen it. Um Oh, man. Whoa. So, so fantastic. Uh, and then the other thing that I've been watching, of course, because I had uh, some time to actually catch up and watch some TV shows, was uh, Umbrella Academy, which is just fantastic. Watched the first season. Uh, Watched the Umbrella Academy. It is so good. Uh, started on the second season. E- equally fantastic. Of course, it's based off of a graphic novel by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. And it's just I think the adaptation is, is just really, really good. It makes me want to actually read the graphic novel. But uh yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Finch, what are you watching?
1: I read the graphics of Umbrella Academy after I watched the first season and they are so good. So mm. please, please go out there, spend some money, buy the graphics, go on comicsology, buy the graphics on there, whatever, read them. They're amazing. Um Sorry, I had to get that out there because, like, <laughs> I, I haven't been a fan of a graphic like this since Transmetropolitan in, like, 2008. So, it's really, really good. Um, I don't start anything Christmas until after my birthday. So, if you guys know me, we talked about it last week. My birthday was Wednesday. Um, so, Christmas doesn't start in my house until... The following week, right? So I started my holiday movie binge um, with the ultimate Christmas classic, Die Hard, and yes, that is that's basically what I watched uh, this week. I watched that. Um, Sarah, what are you watching this week?
2: I kind of watched Valor all weekend. Really? Now that the Great British Baking Show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That show just makes me sad sometimes, though. Great British baking show. Mm. My favorite people always get voted off. (laughs) There's one girl she definitely did not deserve to be in the final. But she eked it out. She did not win, which was obvious. She, She blew it. So, anyways, yeah, I just watched the final this weekend. And, uh... I don't know. I just like vegged out. I think I slept. I watched anything this weekend, which was nice.
0: Because <laughs> I wasn't there to bother you. Makes True. sense.
2: Oh my God. It was... What? So nice. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just...
0: Well, I obviously had some time to play some games. Of course, nothing on my PC, but what have I been playing? Well, mostly games on Switch because I was stuck down at my mom's house, but I did have a chance to pick up Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which is just hilarious. XCOM-style combat in this weird mashup of Mario and Ubisoft's Rabbids. You just can't even make this up. It's just uh, so outlandish and honestly executed with brilliance. I have to admit, this game is just really... Quite good I was shocked I know it's kind of an older game it was on sale I think the like ultimate edition or whatever was like 20 bucks for Black Friday so I picked it up and I actually had a chance to sit down and play it um, it's just it's just charming it's fantastic uh, the The combat is is
1: great um, that game is that, that game is hilarious it's a lot of fun
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it just works it's so weird it just It just works. Um, And, of course, playing some Hades and Slay the Spire, as always. Pinch, what are you playing?
1: Tarkov. Boom. I I played a lot of Tarkov. I played some some WoW and uh, a lot of Devolver digital games because I'm so addicted to Devolver games. They're ridiculous and fun and, I don't know, just silly. So that's... That's what I've been playing. what are you What about you, Sarah? What are you playing?
2: Um, last week, I actually started a run through, a new run through of um Borderlands three with with one of our good friends, Brittany. Um, I am playing Zane, uh, which I really like actually. I'm surprised i I don't usually um, split from my normal like character build, um but it's kind of fun to try something new. I played Flack last time. Um, so she's playing Flack, I'm playing Zane, and it's fun. I just, it, it's such a good story. It's honestly one of my favorites. I love it. Um, it never, never gets old for me. I love that series. Definitely my favorite.
0: Awesome. Awesome, awesome.
2: And Valorant.
0: And Valorant, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we've all had uh, some busy weeks here recently, but thank you guys for keeping up with, obviously, the podcast. We try to do this once a week now. I think we're going to do kind of a year-end wrap-up sort of podcasts. I would say they're probably next week, so maybe we'll start doing that next week, have some kind of wrap-up list about games that we've enjoyed and you know what we've been listening to and what we've been playing over the past year. But this has been a really fun journey. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Like I said, we'll be back next week. You can join us on Discord, discord.trample.gg. If you want to keep up with us, play games with us during the week. I'm just I'm excited to be back home. This is this is awesome. It's a lot of fun. But thank you guys for joining me, Pinch. Sarah, appreciate it. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Let
0: me get some more water. I'll be right
2: back. Okay. Yep. So you should fill up the fucking dispenser. Okay. Yeah, fill
1: anyway. up the Brita. No, he can't <laughs> hear you over. He can't hear you over his chair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. Hang on,
1: let me
0: get comfy here. <laughs> oh my God. got to get
2: comfy. Oh, squeak, squeak. So, when you got up to get a drink, <laughs> I said as you took off your headphones, you should fill up the fucking Brita. I
1: did.
0: But
2: well, you did, Nike. Good job.
1: Yeah, I did. hmm. Oh, and- that's a good bishop. Good boy. <laughs> you <laughs>
2: laughed about it because you didn't hear me, right? <laughs> yeah and then pitch was like oh i bet he couldn't hear you over his chair (laughs) (laughs) you're probably right
0: that thing is so loud dude it's so like if you're in this room dude it sounds like i don't even know it sounds like just like metal clashing there's literally shit falling off of it